Hello, this is Brad Freeman, and you're listening to the Bigfoot Club. I wanted to mention, if you're listening to Bigfoot Club on any of these platforms, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, Google Play, Alexa, YouTube, Listen Notes, or Deezer, please give us a comment, give us a five-star rating, give us a subscription, give us a follow. We would greatly appreciate it. Also, please... Like and follow us on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us by searching Bigfoot Club, the number one. If you have any Bigfoot, paranormal, or just strange stories, please email us at BigfootClub, the number one, at gmail.com. Please check out Matt Knapp's YouTube channel, Bigfoot Crossroads, and Planet Fear Podcasts. Planet Fear Podcasts can be found on any platform. Also, give and listen to Night College Bigfoot Radio on YouTube with Lauren Smith. Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio is also found on many other platforms. So if you enjoy the show and would like Bigfoot Club to keep making episodes, then perhaps you would consider supporting the show. You can do this by donating to our PayPal link. These donations will support Bigfoot Club to continue to bring episodes and content. Thank you so much for your support. Hey everybody, this is a special episode of Bigfoot Club. Uh, I'm here with my best friend in the world, uh, Juan Francisco Valdez. Juan, say hello. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is your second time coming on the show, right? Yeah. So, been a while. yeah, it's been a while. Actually, I think that episode did pretty well for a little bit. I think you and you and like my mom episode was like at you know neck and neck. Was yeah. just watching it. I mean, listening to it. Yeah, people were downloading and stuff, so it was like people were really into. I think Noah listened to it and JD listened to it. A couple uh, did, times. did they really? <laughs> yeah. What did, What did they think of it? That uh, I guess they're like, you know, it's not like they're proud. They're like, "Hey, Dad, I heard you on a podcast." And like, <laughs> does it really happen to everybody? Yeah, I yeah. feel special. <laughs> well, um, normally I we I just did a I just did a podcast yesterday. We did it on Sasquatch, the documentary, the Hulu documentary. Yeah, and so uh, I'm going to take some time off. So I wanted to record this episode, so I have it in tow. Uh, so whenever we can, I can put it out. I can put it out. So, but uh, I always wanted. I asked you to come back on like a while back, and you said yeah. At first you said no, but then you said yeah. But uh, but you're back on, and we can talk because I think we touched on a lot of stuff last time episode you were on. We were talking about Oak Cliff and the way we grew up and stuff like that. I just wanted to pick your brain about some stuff, and we can talk about Oakley. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. I don't really care. Let's talk about ass whoopings. <laughs> ass whoopings? What we used to get back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, like kids today don't get, you mean? Yeah, they don't get what they're supposed to get. No. A little tap on the hand. I don't even think they even get that. They just get towed and... 
they get their feelings hurt and they they <laughs> get CPS. Oh, cause CPS on you. And then they get a PlayStation, a brand new PlayStation. All right. So, so. I wish I had that luck. <laughs> All right. So, uh, pick my brain. Do you remember? Um, I'm not sure if you were with us at the time, but uh, on our block that we grew up in Oak Cliff, it was uh, it was. I'm not going to say the 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 name of the street because I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, but on the block that we lived on uh, in Oak Cliff, there was at the very end of the block, there was another block, another street that went up in a dead end. Mm-hmm. Do you recall that? I know the name of the street. Yeah. So at the very end of the block was the woods. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was the Wait. woods that, that led into Clay Hill and all that stuff. Yeah, it was the top of the hill. And it was, there wasn't a fence then at, at, at this time whenever, whenever we were kids. Yeah. It was just open. Um, do you remember? I can't remember if you were with us, but... There was a time, I think it was during the summer, um, it was me, and I'm not sure if you're with us, my cousin George, Julian, uh, I'm sorry, Jungle, and and Julian, uh, I can't recall if you were with us, but we were out pretty late, and it was already dark, and there was, we saw at the very end of the of our block, I've never talked to this, I've never said this story on, on a podcast anywhere, but uh, it looked like a guy that was walking, but... It, he had the shape or the figure of a goat, a goat man. Are you serious? Yeah. No, you, I wasn't you, there. You, you, you went with us? And yeah. so we were all sitting there. So we really, because like at the very end of our street, there was like a like a, like a a street lamp. And so this thing was moving in front of this uh, street lamp. So we couldn't see actually who it was. We could just see a silhouette. And it was a person hunched over, and it had like their legs the looked like... Of a- a goat, like you know, the the back legs of a goat. Okay, and it was like walking, like real. It almost looked like he was forming, and like I saw it, my cousin Jungle saw it, and Julian saw it, and we all just like we we didn't even say nothing to each other. We just all turned and just took off running. But y'all saw it. all three of us saw it. I'm not. I couldn't remember if you were with us. Nah, I would have remembered that. Yeah, so I would have pushed y'all down and ran. <laughs> But it was it was pretty it was pretty traumatic. I ran inside. I think I told my mom, and I think she just prayed for me, and that's pretty much it. And so, do you know the name of that um, creature? It had a name back then, a long time ago. I would just say the Goat Man. I mean, because there's there's like tons and tons of lore in like the state of Texas that talk about the Goat Man. There's like one in uh, Denton or the Goat Man's Bridge, and then there's like some. I think Goat I can't Man's Bridge. Yeah, it's in, it's in Denton. Um, but there's like tons and tons of stories and there's like, um, stories in like in, I think, uh, in Fort Worth, Lake, the Lake Worth monster. Yeah. It's, it's a fawn. A right? fawn, right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, well, it says right here, fawn in Roman mythology, a creature that is part human and part goat. Yeah. Cause like, there's actually lore in, in, uh, Fort Worth. And Lake Worth, the Lake Worth monster. Some people saw it as the Bigfoot. Some people saw it as the Goatman. And so um, <clears throat> I think we had a guy on um, last season. His name is James James McLean. He has a, he's the author of Metroplex Monsters. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he had like five or six stories about Goatman. But I never told him this whenever I was talking to him because I, I, I don't know. I guess I suppressed it or something. And uh, But I wanted to talk to you about that. Do you recall anything like that in our neighborhood um, nothing like that. So no. Okay. Isn't that called a manatar also? Yeah, it's, I mean, if it was a bull or something, well, I guess, yeah. yeah. So, but 
because like I, I know I've talked to you this, about this as well. Uh, the area where we used to go play basketball. Do you, do you recall that? I remember that uh, down that one road. There's like there's like there's like a school there now. Yeah, but, but before a, there was it. It was like a big field. It was completely open. There was a baseball field. There's a dirt road going all the way to the back. Yeah, close to the highway. Mm-hmm. And that was. So basketball court by itself. I think I I researched afterwards um, that whole area because the area that we grew up in Oak Cliff. And when I say this, people are going to know where exactly where I'm talking about if they do the research. But that whole area that we grew up in was called. um, What's it? Eagles Point. No, it was close to it. It was. um, It's gonna it's gonna slip my mind now. It was like Man's Bluff. No, <laughs> we're not talking about flight as well. Um, hold on, let me let me look it up really quick. Hold on, I we can was pause. It, was it back in World War Two? It was back in the Civil War days. Civil War, when yeah. We, so that railroad track is old. Eagle Ford. Well, that was close. Yeah, you were you were really close. Eagle, Eagle Point is actually uh, Hitler's place. Wow, <laughs> it was close enough. So it was actually the area that the area in which we grew up on. Uh, it was Eagle Ford, um, and it was um, it was before before Dallas annexed that area mm-hmm. and became Dallas County, and so there was like there was a cotton gin. There was a, the the family that stayed there because because we were talking about our story when uh, when we were being chased by the the Parks and Recreation. Oh, yeah. So we yeah. we were getting chased on another episode we were talking about, and we ran through this trailer park and we jumped the fence and we came across what. A cemetery. A cemetery. So all the people that was on this cotton gin were buried there. Yeah, it was like 1800s. Yeah. So it was like during the Civil War time. And so because like we ran through there because like for some reason your shirt got stuck. Now you left me, man. And I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to take off and I, was like, Robert! I'm just, I thought the man got me. But yeah. it was actually a branch that hooked onto my shirt. So if that wouldn't have happened, because I, I know we, you and I were at that time, we were fast. We were, we were booking. Dude. And so yeah. because you stopped and that branch stuck, you know, got stuck on your shirt, yeah. we, we then looked around and we saw all these like, you know, these uh, tombstones yeah. everywhere. I actually didn't see anything until I got caught. Yeah. I just had just like a beeline right behind Right, me. right, right. You know? So <laughs> then you go look, Ron, look, and I stopped and I looked around. Yeah. So that whole area uh, has this, this guy's family, and then uh, I didn't do the. Re- I mean, I got the research, but I don't have the notes in front of me. But um, this guy's family is all buried there, and even his slaves are all buried there. Who's the guy? The guy that owned the cotton gin. Oh, that's on yeah. that. That was on that field. Uh, our house is actually owned by. Uh forgot the last name, but uh, his tombstones, his family mm-hmm. is in that, in that in that burial site. So that whole area, because I know whenever we were growing up, we were playing basketball at the basketball field that was right next to this field. Uh, the field was, I think, was where where, where that school is there, there now, uh, is where his mansion was. Yeah. And so um, – we were playing basketball, and that this basketball field. It was, I mean, there was only one basketball court in this whole area, and it was like right clustered to the woods, like on a, a, a tree line and yeah, stuff right like there. that. So every time, I don't know if if you recall this, and you can you can chime in whenever I, whenever you you feel like it. But when we were playing basketball, there was a couple times where we would swipe the ball and would go into the woods, and I went in the woods a couple times, and I saw like um, it was like a. 
what's it called? It's like what those demonic circles. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Even think. Pentagram. Pentagram. Uh, thank you. Uh, pentagram uh, with candles, and it had like a, a a skull of a dog or a cat. For real? Yeah, in the middle of it. In the trail? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was like whenever I think Daniel or, or Sal had swapped the yeah. ball, and it went into the woods. I went to go get it, and as I walked in there, I would I would, I saw this pentagram with candles on it, and with um a skull on it, and so. Sal came over there to go look at it. He goes, oh, sweet. Are you serious? You know Sal, how yeah, Sal was yeah, back yeah. then, and I think he peed on it. <laughs> so so um, that whole area, is like, it's like we didn't realize how, whenever we were growing up how haunted this area is. I didn't realize it. I didn't either. And so um, as I got to like a uh, adult and I started researching more, I heard a story on the internet somewhere that someone had posted on that same trailer park that we ran through as kids. Uh, it's like super duper haunted. And so toward the very back of that trailer park, there is, um, I think some, some trailers that I guess they rent out or some, some lots that they rent out. And the, the property, the property, the property manager told me there that she can't keep anybody there. And so I don't, you know, cause like I heard a story on the internet I went to go investigate it. I, I called, I talked to the property manager. Actually, I still have her number. Yeah. Um, and so I've talked to her and so she let me talk to like, uh, the, the grounds engineer. And so I talked to him. I can't think of his name for the life of me, but I was talking to him and he was telling me a story about, he would see this little girl Yeah. and she looked like she was dressed like in old time clothes. Yeah. And so she was sitting on kind of like on, little house on the prairie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like with like pigtails and uh, the old like dress that kind of looks like a a doily or something. Yeah, you know. So, um, but he said that he would see her like sitting on top of a a trailer house, just on top of the roof of it, kicking her feet, like swinging it, like she's having a good Did time. He say how old she looked? She, I think he said she was either between like six and nine. Wow. So she was tiny, and so he saw before he heard any, any stories about being haunted. He saw her. And he went to his truck, and he was talking to her, and she was, like, looking at him like he was, like, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Just think about it. Um, so she, he was talking to her, so he tur- she turned her head to him. So like she acknowledged did, him. Did he even know she was a – He didn't He didn't know. So she I, looked I, lifelike. Yeah, he was, she was lifelike. So he was talking to her, and so he went to his truck, pulled out his, his six-foot ladder, started walking over there to get her down. She was gone. Nothing there. Was there. Nothing there. And so he told me some stories about that. Did he even say what they talked about? No, he was just trying to say, hey, little girl, what you, you know, what are yeah. you doing up there? Do you, do you need help getting down? And she was just looking at him smiling. And so he went to go grab a ladder off his truck and came back and she was gone. It kind of reminds you of that Lady of the Lake story. Yes, exactly. So, wow. <laughs> but that area, that whole area is like super duper haunted. And we didn't realize that we were like growing up right in that area. So. Yeah. Because I know as a kid, whenever I first, and I know we talked about this on your episode, when I first moved to uh, the area where I'm at now, there was, uh, was, that was in 1980. That's whenever I first met you. Was it? Yeah. In 80. I mean, that was what, 41 years ago? Yeah. No. Yeah. Close to it. Yeah. I know it's not 31. <laughs> no. It? No. I think it's like close to 40 now. God. So when I first moved there, there was a kid, and I can't think of the kid's name for, for the life of me, and... Uh, there was a kid that was that was swimming at Clay Hill. Oh yeah, and then drowned. Or we had two we had two different stories. Yeah. You, you said he was he drowned, and I said I had heard the story that he dove in and hit a car and broke his neck. I heard uh, he was swimming. His legs got tangled in some kind of right. weeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drowned. Yeah. 
So I, I had overheard it from like I overheard it from somebody like in fourth grade. Some mm-hmm. other kid said, "Oh yeah, he jumped in and hit his head on the on a car that had been yeah, dumped there was there. a white car in there." I yeah. So um, and so my mom heard that story, and she said, "You're not going to Clay Hill." <laughs> she told me that, but we went to Clay Hill a bunch of times, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, I think there was two versions. There was a Clay Hill where right. everybody knew where they they can jump and right. do all that, and then then there was a. Uh, I don't know if they call it Devil's Mountain, mm-hmm. but it was just a real steep cliff when you when you try to climb it, or right? Whatever, it'll fall. It was just the name that I there was. Like, as as we were growing up, there was like a ton of fossils out there. That kind of that kind of drew me to that yeah. that hill was that it was a ton of fossils, and we would find a bunch of like weird stuff out there. The material it was just like it was like layers of hard clay where you could just mm-hmm. grab it and just break it in your hands. Yeah, 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 gray. yeah, yeah. That was kind of. I was kind of, I don't know. To me, that was like intriguing, and I just wanted. To, I remember we were finding fossils out there. Yeah, <laughs> look what I found. And I was throwing over my shoulder. <laughs> just, that was mean. No. That, that was something very important to me. You just threw it over your shoulder. Yeah, that was just you know disregarded. But so. there was there was a friend of mine that lived in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and uh, that friend told me. Mm. That friend told me. Yeah, right in front of this person's uh, porch. There was a piece of cement sticking out. Mm-hmm. They thought it was foundation. They dug it up to dig, take it out. Mm-hmm. It was actually a tombstone mm. in that area. The front yard or the backyard? The front yard. Wow. Yeah, right next to the street. Well, where the front yard is, they have, you know how our, everybody's house has a big old block of cement right. for the porch? Mm-hmm. And there's a first step. Right there after the step, there's like a big chunk of concrete sticking out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember you telling me the story that all of Arcadia Park was just one huge community. Yeah. Or, or like a, a cemetery. Right. Cause I, I, I remember it was like a trading post at one time. Yeah, it was like it was actually a, a train station. There were like, like I said, the, the guy was a, he was a cotton gin guy mm-hmm. and he was he was like delivering cotton. And so it was his his mansion was right next to that a train track. And so it was like he was he was like. The epicenter of business for this whole area mm. back back in that those that that time frame, yeah. And so he was like he's super rich from what I what I read about it. And so as I was doing more research on it, and this this was kind of spooky to me. And then maybe it's not spooky to you, but um, there was a, there was some pictures of uh, Eagle Ford kids going to school, and that that little. At, at the school that we went to, you and I went to, there's like an arch yeah. that goes into the main office. Mm-hmm. There's like a little arch. Yeah. That same arch was there. Like there, there were like, there was a bunch of kids just standing there like to take a, like a class photo. That was the original school, wasn't it? Yes. Was it a school back then? Yeah, I think so. Just that, just that one, that one block, that, that one building that, you know, that was there, that was like the main office. Yeah. The arch. And I, 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 I think I still have the notes. I should, I should probably sh- show it to you. And it's like, it's pretty, I looked at it and it was really spooky to me. The, the, the picture? Yeah, the picture, because the arch is still, you know, it's still there. They're, they're not in that school anymore, but the arch was still there. I said, man. So I looked up a lot of stuff and I, I, I do recall showing this to your mom and your yeah. mom, your mom was intrigued by it. And like, I had like papers and stuff and I was showing her. Yeah. And I think you're like me and your mom talked like for like almost two hours about it. When this was like a while back when 
I can't remember what it was, but I think you you and I were we were working on the silver bullet. Do you remember that? The, your bike? No. The silver bullet. No, the 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 Chevy Cavalier I had. Oh, that one. Yeah. So it was one of the times when cuz like it was two incidents where you were helping me with the the door and then like the front panel and the the hood. That's one of the times if you had a <laughs> A little wreck. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know how many times I fixed that car? I know. <laughs> and I created miracles. You couldn't even tell it was wrecked. Man, it was it was you did a great job on that. So I, I had seven years of non car payments. So <laughs> but uh it was one of those times when I we were fixing the car and yeah. it was, I was waiting on you and I was like uh, I think you were doing something with your ex at the time and uh, I was waiting on you. I don't think she was there. No, but you weren't there yet. Oh, and I was talking to your. I got. I, oh, I got there, and I was. I, I was. You. I was talking to your mom. All right. So I was showing your mom like all the notes on Eagle Ford, and she was intrigued with it. And so she didn't know what that place was. No, so she, she would have known. She never would have moved there. Probably so. But uh, that whole area, and I just didn't realize growing up that how haunted and how weird all the stuff was in that area. So I was looking for a picture because I have a picture of me and Nina right in front of it. You can even see the address. Right. Right. But I know exactly what you're talking about because uh, it's just that one little small. Yeah, it was before the l- the lunchroom, mm-hmm. all that. It was just real small. Yeah, that was like uh, I think I was I was supposed to go back to the trailer park and investigate it uh, with Kendall, the lady that runs Pentax, and the, we were going to do it on Halloween one year. And uh, whenever Halloween came up, it was raining like really hard, mm-hmm. and we had to cancel it. And then uh, the lady never returned our calls after that to make it okay to go out there and do it. So she knows, but I uh, want nobody being nosy. No, so but uh, Oak Cliff, man, it's like you know, it's got a lot of secrets in it and um, a lot of scary stuff. Who would have uh, known? I know, and I know if, if I'd have known what I know now as a kid, I would have never gone in the woods and never gone that area. But you, uh, but can you imagine all the danger we went through? Yeah, you wouldn't even know. No, I, I remember it was a trail, and uh, I think somebody called it Stickleberg Valley. <laughs> you, you named it that. I didn't name it that. I think it was that. And uh, we would I, hear we would hear stuff out yeah, there. Well, you actually heard it. Yeah, you heard a grunt, and you go, "Did you hear that?" I go, "Hear what?" Yeah. I didn't hear nothing. You go, "Listen, I didn't hear nothing." Yeah, but we're a little kid, so I, I listened to you. And you're like, I heard a like a grunt. Yeah. So that I remember we took off. You know, you know, I've never said this to anybody before, but um, when I was when I was seven, I had an operation, and I was in op- I was in the operation room for like nine hours, and so I don't know. Uh, my mom never really told me all like the detail like the details of it, whether I whether I died or came back. I don't know. I don't know any of that. But mm. but whenever I came back from that, uh, I never. I think I told her like once or twice that I would see stuff constantly, and the house that we moved before we moved to Oak Cliff. I'd see stuff in that house all the time, like something walking by down Your the hallway. Old house? Yeah. The, the old one I, I knew about? Mm-hmm. I remember that house. I remember Richard's room. Yeah. There was burned holes in the well, wall. Well, no, no, no. This was this was in the house before I moved to Oak Cliff. Oh, okay. So when whenever we moved the house in Oak Cliff, then we saw that too. But I'm saying, like, as soon as I had the operation and I was done with the operation, I can't, was coming back. I would see a lot of stuff. Like I would just see like shadow figures or uh, someone corner of my eye walking from 
uh, one room to the other down the hallway. Barely yeah, it. yeah, just barely missing it. Yeah. So, and I would tell her, and I, I think I think at the time we were going to Souls Harbor, so church that was run by hmm. uh, I, think, I can't think of his name, uh, something Grant, who's like a TV evangelist guy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was like. <laughs> That was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was like in the 70s. But um, I, we would go to that church, and my mom would pull me out of the crowd and have that evangelist pray, oh, pray for me. Yeah. And so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've had that done before. So um, I had all that, and so I would tell her all the time. I would see... So after a while, I just quit telling her that I would see stuff. Because mm. that was... To me, I didn't want to get called out in a church. Yeah. And, you know, and I thought it was, it was odd. It, it, it was It's yeah. awkward. Yeah, when they throw you on, on the stage and yeah. you're kind of embarrassed, and yeah, to them it's like uh, it's like that dream I had a long time ago, right? About my dog. Yes. You, yeah, you remember that dream? Yeah, yeah, I do. And it, it was it was kind of freaky, right? I don't know. I don't think I ever mentioned it on air. Yeah, I don't know if I should. It's up to you. It, you, uh, don't, you don't have to do it. Or you don't want to do it. But I remember my mom. I'm telling my mom that dream. Yeah, and she took me up. Uh, that's when they used to have tent revivals. Mm-hmm. And she took me on stage, and R.W. Shambach had a handful of oil and slapped me right in the face. Yeah. Got in my eyes. I started crying. I think I fell off the stage because I was trying to run away. Yeah. But, you know, I remember something that rebuked Shambach, me. Shambach, yeah. I do remember him, yeah. Yeah, he was big and fat and white. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I dude. mean, I mean, by, say, by saying all this, I, I don't want people to think that I'm making fun of. No, we're not uh, making fun of. Of, was just, like... Christianity, or because I, I, I was brought up that way, and I, I still have family values that way. But yeah. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying, as a kid, I, that was kind of awkward for me to be called out, mm. and I wasn't very sociable when I was a kid because I had an operation yeah. and I got bullied a lot. I didn't know you then. No, no, you didn't. So uh, I got bullied a lot and I got beat up a lot. So I was like very social. I didn't, I didn't socially accept a lot of people. Yeah. And so to be called out that way, and I'm sure the same thing with you, being called out like that and being on stage and stuff like that, it's kind of it's kind of scary. So yeah, it was. But um, I was kind of geeky, nerdy, yeah, kind of like uh, out of place. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'm with you. I, I wasn't in that area. Where so I think that's probably why I gravitated toward you. Because like, because so. like, I think you just came at me and started picking on me. <laughs> That's what it was. So, I was minding my own business. No, I wasn't picking on a tree. I just, for some reason, I knew you like Star Wars, and I like Star Wars. So we just, because I know that was like that was our thing that we were, we were on the same plane with. Maybe if, we would just talk about Star Maybe Wars. Maybe I had so much hair, it looked like I had a Darth Vader helmet on, <laughs> or uh, you were a Tuscan Raider or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I had raggedy clothes on. But uh, but yeah, we would talk all the time about Star. We would play Star Wars. Oh yeah, we would talk about Star Wars. We'll create and weapons th- like Star Wars. Yeah, we create weapons like Star Wars. We would like we would make like little Scarlet pits. <laughs> and get, I remember that. And get sticks and stick it in Dude, it like there was teeth. Yeah, I remember that. I remember I made a one out of my records. Yeah, and a bucket. Yeah, I cut up teeth and all that. We throw GI Joe's. Oh in man, that was those were the days. That was back then. Uh, that was before video games. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait a minute. I did have video games. Yeah, you did. You Just had, didn't play them a lot. You had the uh, fifty two hundred. 2600. Oh, the 2600? Was it 26 or 50? No, you had the, the, the 2600 was the first one. Yeah, the 5200 was, was, was the color one. Dude, that you, was awesome. You had the color one. so I was like the kid in the block. Yeah, I, I know I would like ask my mom to spend it out of your house just, just so I could do that. So, uh, it was like pulling teeth. Yeah. I don't think you ever did, did you? 
I did. I did. did I, I stayed. I stayed with you a couple times. Yeah. I, I think if I, I spent a night over there at your house once. I think. Uh, that was it. Was it was a couple Probably times? A couple but, times. Because like I think, I, and I know we talked about this on my last podcast, but on the last podcast I did with you, uh, my mom and dad would make uh, like menudo, mm. and I. I hated the smell. Did you? I hated it there because, like, it stunk whenever they when they were cutting it all up. Oh yeah! In the beginning, man, it smells awesome. I, I hated it. <laughs> so I would like whenever because they would do it on Saturday nights and yeah. do it for Sunday mornings because all my my mom's side would come over and eat and stuff. Yeah, you have a big family. Dude. Yeah, we had a we had a huge table and stuff. And um, but I whenever they would on Saturday night when I was I would knew it was Saturday night I'd get like five or six sandwiches. Like bologna and peanut butter and jelly, and like maybe like some you know uh, beans and tortillas and stuff. Yeah. And I would put them on a plate and just walk to the room with a bunch of drinks like Kool Aid or whatever. Yeah. And I had like I had like a little thirteen inch TV in there, and so I w- yeah, I would shut the door and like like stuff towels under the door. <laughs> now, if, which room was this? The this, one on the left or the right? The left. The left. The one. Room. The one on the left. That was okay. that was the one I had with Richard, yeah. and Richard had moved out at this time or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I would do that. So if my mom would have me do stuff like, because like sometimes she'd say, "Hey, can you help me do stuff?" And I had to get out and I had to take the towel out. I just tell her, "Mom, can I just spend the night at Warren's house?" <laughs> I don't wonder. So, I thought because you wanted to spend the night. No, I did. I but you're forced out. I, of your it was house like it, of it was two. It was two in one, man. It was like I got. I wonder, the, I was always hungry when I came over. <laughs> so I spilled my noodle. <laughs> so your house was scary, though, man. It was. It was scary. It, it, was, it always felt like there was something there. There was a lot of stuff going on, and I know I never talked about this on the podcast before and it's like our first time talking about it probably so um you didn't make it any better when you scared the shit out of well me. i mean i i don't know i was just being a dumb kid or something yeah, at the time rolling so. me up in a carpet <laughs> but i'm not i'm not talking about that oh, I'm, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm talking Sorry. about um like for example because like we moved in 80 and i think my dad got it at a pretty good price the house i don't i don't recall like the price of it but you know he jumped at it because like my cousin was building a house next door. Yeah, right next door. And uh, my mom um, and my aunt were sisters, mm-hmm. and so they wanted to be close to each other. So they got a you know she got the house, and then like apparently the kid that was living there before I don't know if I talked to you, but I'm sure I did. The kid that was living there before your house. Yeah, yeah. He was a weird kid, and it was a it was a it was a. Caucasian kid. Never met him. Caucasian. Well, yeah. I think this was like way before. Well, maybe you just, you just didn't know I, them. I probably didn't notice them. Yeah. This kid, from the stories I heard from the realtor, the realtor told like uh, my mom and dad. My mom and dad told my brothers and sisters. My brothers and sisters told me. Um, apparently, according to this realtor, that um, this kid who was living there was doing science, uh, seances. Oh. So he was doing seances, and he would go to the backyard and dig a hole and just sleep in the hole. What? Yeah. And then he would just... How old was this kid? He's probably like between 9 and 14, somewhere around there. And so he would like... um, I've never seen him. Well, yeah, because like um, for some reason the house, the back rooms had this wood paneling. Mm -hmm. And uh, whenever we took it down, the wood paneling down... On one of the rooms, there was like, like pellet shots all over the room, just all over the room. Just wow. like he was just shooting pellets inside his room, constantly. And I guess the, his father or something, they put up wood paneling to hide it or something. So it was just a lot of stuff. And so I remember as a kid, 
my older brother uh, was in the room with me. I was sharing a room with him. And there was a couple times where he would, like, wake up in the middle of the night. He felt someone was crawling on top of him. For real? Yeah, someone was crawling on top of him. What? And I, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't tell you the story. No, I never heard this. So he was, like, sleeping on his stomach. And he felt something crawling on top of him. He was somebody small, like me. Yeah. And he would say, get off, Robert. And he would, like, you know. Push him off. Yeah, just, you know, like, you know, buck him off. Yeah. And they would slowly get back on him again. Wow. And he like he goes, no Robert. Way. He says, Robert, get off me. I got to work in the morning. So he he shrugged him off, turned to the lamp, turned on the lamp. I was I was out. You're covered I, up in everything. I was covered up. I was asleep. That's and he nuts. got really scared. He got up. I think he got up and started praying. And we dude, had I got I got goosebumps down on my yeah. legs, dude. <laughs> so then we were we were going to this uh church in Oak Cliff off of uh Falls Drive, I think Falls and yeah, um, yeah I know what you're talking so, about. So um, we were over there. We we're going to church over there. That's and, uh, Westmoreland Heights. Yeah, and so this pastor came over and started praying for us because he walked into our room. He says, "It's this room. It's this room. The one you're in." Yeah, he goes, "It's I. I can just feel it. It's in this room." So he started praying and uh, did some, uh, you know, did some oils and some holy yeah. water. Did it like above the doors and stuff the like windows that. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. So. We had some stuff like that going on, and like there was also times when, like, I think my mom was talking about in her bathroom. She was like, uh, you know, getting ready for going to work in the morning and stuff like that, and she could hear someone talking to her, like, because like it was like my mom's room, her her bathroom, and it was like the bath, and then like there the the hallway door was like maybe like eight feet away. Yeah, I remember. And she heard like someone like talking to her, and she was thought it was like, you know. Uh, my sister Mary or yeah. Sandra, and she was, "What do you want?" And she'd get up and everybody was asleep. In the morning. In the morning, she'd be like, be up like at five in the morning, getting ready, blow drying her hair, yeah. and so someone would have, what, like be whispering to her, and she goes, "Who? What? What do you? What do you want? Go go back to bed." And she'd yeah. get up, and there were like there was nobody there, so she'd get up and go open, you know, go to the door, and then you know she'd see like my brothers and sisters still still in bed asleep. See, I knew there was something about your house. Yeah. So, now, what do you think? I always got scared, and you you do what you did and didn't make it any better. Yeah, it was like a lot of stuff going on in that house. So. I don't think anything ever happened to my mom's house. No, as far as seeing anything or no feeling anything. I'm not saying that I'm like a medium or something like no, that, I'm but I've, that. I've I've never felt any. I mean, I've been to places and I felt stuff. Yeah, and it's like it's like one of those things that it's not always it's not always working. Like, I can't say, okay, I'm going to go here and read this, or I'm going to figure this out. It doesn't work that way. It's either it just works sometimes and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I've been in areas, I said, man, like I've been into some areas like in uh, Oklahoma, Brown Springs. I, we, we did an episode on it, and it was like a bunch of stories about Bigfoot in that area. I went there, and as soon as I got out of the car, it was like I felt like a pressure on my chest. Mm. Like, you know, like someone was holding like, my, tre- my uh, chest down. There. Yeah, it was just a lot of energy there. It was just really crappy, so... Whenever I whenever I'd go to your house, I never felt that. Yeah, how so. about my old house in Arlington? Remember, I told you I felt something in the yeah, room. Yeah, that's when I told you it felt like I got attacked by a spirit, and you said that's impossible because they don't do that. Right. But I remember laying in my bed and looking. I was falling asleep. Now mm-hmm. this is the part where I did some research where your mind is still asleep. Yeah, is still awake. It does can't tell what's real or not. And but what I did was, uh, I remember I was falling asleep and I dozed off, and mm-hmm. I, I remember opening my eyes. And when I opened my eyes at the doorstep, there was a sailor man, 
Yeah. And I said, ha ha, I caught you. And I remember saying that out loud. Then all of a sudden, he rushed to the side of my bed. Yes. And he screamed to where I remember. I felt, oh, my God. I felt wind actually blowing against me when he was screaming right in my face. My hair stepped oh. up. Right now. And imagine a, a very powerful wind, like a fan blowing right. at you. I felt that. And then when I, I was in, I like, I was frozen. You ever, right. You I get frozen. In, I do remember this story. Yeah. I remember you telling me a story. Because I recall, you tell me a story, I went there either the next day or a couple of days later, you did. and I brought the, the K2 meter, mm-hmm. and I was, doing, I was doing a base reading in your house, and it was something, uh, it was reading like 10 Malagaus, like right in the hallway that, yeah. that led up to your room outside of- It was coming out of my TV. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the hallway that was leading, it was leading to your room across from your son's, mm-hmm. right next to your, step, your stepdaughter's room. Like yeah, outside the hallway. Right, across the hallway. So it was yeah. like the whole house was okay, but as soon as I got to that one area. At the end of the house. Yeah, it was like it was like 10 milligauss. And there was I, I rec- also recall that the fuse box was not in that area. Mm-mm. So uh, there was something going on in your house. And I think, didn't your ex got some investigating group there? No, that was you. No, I, I actually didn't get to investigate it. Well, somebody had cameras and all that. They made us stay outside in the cold. That wasn't a, That wasn't me. She, had to be you. No, she caught someone else. Because I remember this. That, that's the, I got upset about this because I told you I was upset. See, she, I don't. I thought it was you. No, because mm. I remember somebody got the cameras. Mm. They put the cameras in every room and they then made us stand outside in my driveway yeah. for at least thirty minutes while y'all recorded everything. It wasn't me. I did not swear to God. It, it, was, it was. I promise you, because I I remember being upset. With, but she doesn't know any paranormal I, I, people. I wasn't. I wasn't upset with you. I was upset that she picked someone else. I thought it was you. No, I, I, no it wasn't. Well, I, I, my apologies. I, 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 I promise you, it wasn't me because I wanted to do it. Yeah. And she called someone else. Maybe think, she did. Yeah, I think she got one of her coworkers' friends or something or something. I, I was but, just, but it wasn't me because at the right. at the time. I had already stopped researching with a group, but if I needed to, if I needed to research, I knew some people that had cameras and stuff that would, you know, drop at a, you know, drop of a hat. To, yeah. Because uh, there was kids involved, like, you know, your, yeah, your yeah. son and your no, and, uh, stepdaughter. Yeah. So. I could swear to God it was you, but maybe it wasn't. So I was kind of thinking about that, that, that incident that happened to you. Uh, you said it was a sailor, right? A sailor, because uh, in my garage... In between the walls, I remember uh, there was a broke, there was a hole, and I found letters. Mm-hmm. I found letters. Yes, and I remember it was a this. Picture of a, a man. That was the man that I saw. He had a sailor uh, suit on. Do you still have it? No, nah, it's, it's gone. I left it in the hole over there. You know, we need to we need to research uh, that property. We should research that. Yeah, property. I still got the address in my head. Yeah, because like you know, because normally I don't know if you know this. Um, and there's people that are listening, um, and I I do this when I say this. You know, you got to do it with the homeowner's consent to do it. Yeah, you can do it. It's open records, but I I hardly say to, to do this to people because I don't want people to like stalk somebody by doing this. Yeah. But um, the way you could do that is that you just look them up on uh, the county appraiser, hmm. and the county appraiser uh, w- uh, website can if you put up the address on it, it gives you who owned the house. What lot it's on, how much it's worth, how much taxes you paid on it. It gives you all that. It gives you deed numbers. Oh, okay. And then once you have deed numbers, you can go to the county clerk yeah. and ask for this deed. It's going to cost you money. If you want, if you physically want a deed to yeah. see who who's actually owned the house, yeah. 
then it's going to cost you money for copies, you know? And so you get deeds, okay? You get deeds and you get the person. You've done this before? Yeah, of course. And so you get deeds of people's houses and like whoever, whoever owned the house, because every record of the house is there. Yeah. So if, if the house was built in like 24, it'll have every deed that's the house has uh, did a uh, tra- buy. Yeah. You know, a uh, transition buys, you know, yeah. uh, buying or whatever, however you want to say it. And so it, you have names then. And then once you have names, then you go to the library, you go to the library and you ask to look at the microfilm of all the old newspapers, the obituaries. Ah. And so you looked it up. It's like each obituary will say where they died mm-hmm. and who died. And then they'll give you like, They'll actually put the, the actual place where they died. I believe so. Like in the in the olden days, they used to oh, do okay. that. They would they would give you like person died. So then you would have who died possibly in the house. Yeah. And so whenever you do the investigations, you have a name, and you say, "Hey, are you present? Did you die in this house?" And that's that's how you get responses on Fuck that EVPs <laughs> and stuff. So. Sorry, I don't mean to cuss, but no, you can you cuss. You ain't getting me close to that. But I'm just saying we could we could research and find out who actually yeah. owned the house. And you probably in, in that house, I actually felt something because in the middle of the room, well, in the middle of the house, we had the living room. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that long hallway that yep. that I had. Yep. I remember walking to the kitchen and I looked down there and I would see a shadow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it gets me. Yeah. And I look, and and I, it's like when you pass the hallway, and you you have a glimpse on your peripheral, you know, on, peripheral, yeah. yeah, that. And I look, but when I look again, it's gone. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck, I know I saw something. So I walk down there, turn the lights on, and everybody's asleep. Yeah. So it, it you know, and I've always felt something. As soon as you hit the middle of the hallway, mm-hmm. it's right there. Wow. I mean, um, I hated the house. <laughs> I know. Um, you know, you and I have been friends a long time, and I know we don't talk about paranormal or Bigfoot stuff. I know you've been in the the field with me once or twice, right? Yeah, that's when I got that Bigfoot mad. Yeah, <laughs> so I know um, we've done it once or twice, but I know we haven't done. I think we did like in the summertime. This is a terrible time to do it too. Mm. Summertime is the worst time. To I can't do tell it. you how many times you want me to go out there, but I just can't imagine getting yelled at by a yeah. Bigfoot and getting boulders thrown at. And yeah. I don't see how you think it's fun. Well, I, I I'll, I'll say this, and I, I whenever I say this, I mean it's like the good intentions because like I it, it's my belief, okay, and that doesn't mean I'm right, okay. When I say this, you know, everybody has everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I believe when you go out there with the intentions of hurting the Bigfoot, he's gonna know it. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. And if you go out there with good intentions, like whenever I first got into Bigfoot stuff, I, I bought a, a Mossberg. I don't know, I'm. No, you never told me you had it. I, yeah, I only had it for a short time. I had like wow. maybe like a, a week or two, and I sold it. But I bought a, a, a Mossberg 20-gauge, uh, mm. and um, I took it to the field. I never had – for some reason, I don't know, I just didn't feel comfortable with it. Yeah. And so I stopped. I, I quit taking it. I sold it. So every time I went to the woods, I didn't take a weapon. Yeah. And when I did that, then I would get reaction. I would get you know get screamed at or whistled at, grunted at, hooted yeah. at. Or just like sticks thrown at me in like the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've had that. And so I didn't think it was like malicious or I think it was like playful. Yeah. They're just curious. Yeah. So whenever I did that, so I kind of, I kind of believe now I have the, the, like this belief now that the Bigfoots pick the people they want to, they want to see them. 
Do you think they can feel your aura or see it? Yeah, I do. I kind I, I kind of feel that. I kind, I kind of feel that way about because like certain people see them and certain people don't. Like people that want to see them, they they want it really bad, but you can't see it. But they won't. They won't show themselves. And so the people who do see them, I just think they they feel it and they know it. It's like uh, I would say wind. Mm-hmm. You can feel the wind. But you can't see it, right? You know it's there, but mm-hmm. if you look hard enough, you, you can't see it. But eventually, you know it's it, there. Yeah, it, it he's there. Yeah, I'm kind of. I want to say a believer because I, you know, you see a lot of stuff. You hear a lot of stories. You you hear people saying, even recording, yeah, of the samurai one. Yeah, to actually see it, it's it's. I'd have to be there to see it to believe it, just like a UFO. Yes, it's it's kind of that way. You know, I I I have terrible eyesight, and I'm if I see a UFO, I would never know it. No, because I have terrible eyesight, and I I've been out in the field with like three guys that claim they see UFOs all the time in this one area we go to. I never see it. No, I never see it. I mean, they goes, "It's there, it's there." Look, Bob. Look, Bob. And I look up. I go, Did "You see stars?" I, I don't just see stars. That's all I see, but I actually seen one. Yeah, and it had multiple colors. It looked like a pretzel. Changing shapes, I believe it. I'm not. I'm not discounting anybody who sees it. I'm yeah. just saying I've never seen. I've never oh. seen it. So, but it's weird because you know how you said uh, it was a story where all three of y'all saw the shape, a shift change, yeah, the shift of that guy, yeah, changing, right. But when I went deer hunting out in Palestine, right, Palestine was, is what the southeast, I guess. Yeah, okay, around there, a couple hours away from here, okay. Uh, we're deer hunting out there, but uh, it was real late at night, away from the lights. I'm going to look it up real quick. Yeah. And I was staring at this one star, and it and it looked like a pretzel, but it kept changing the figure eight. Then it changed to another one, and then, and they go, what are you looking at? Now, uh, I'm not going to discount that. We were drinking, mm-hmm. but it's kind of hard to say that eight people saw the same thing. And what happened was it, it was it was sitting still and, and way up there. Anderson and, County. Was it? Anderson County. <laughs> what a name. I know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Out go of ahead. all names. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, when we looked at it, it had dropped. Uh-huh. Like from we're looking at it, you could say it dropped like an inch in the sky to, uh-huh. to us. And then everybody looked at each other like, did you see that? Then it went back up. And then it went half through the drop and went to the left. And it was like. Did you see? Everybody was like, "Did you see what we saw?" And like, everyone's looking at it, and then all of a sudden, it got smaller. Like it, it yeah. went away from us. Yeah, no one yeah. else saw it but you. No, everybody saw it. Okay, everybody. It was me. I don't know if you remember Juan Ramos. Yes, it was him. I, I, you know what? I saw him the other day. No way. I saw him at Home Depot. Nah, I was wearing a mask. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut out. Oh no, cut, okay. cut your start off. I was in Home Depot. I was buying. Um, I think I was buying some soil for ash or something. Oh, okay. And um, yeah. I was walking through. He, I had a mask on. And he saw me. He goes, Dominguez? He recognized yeah, you? Yeah, I go, Dominguez? I go, I go Montana. What's up? Because <laughs> <laughs> I we hardly, up, we, we hardly ever use that name. And, yeah. you know, but but only people who know him call him that. Yeah. And so he goes, what's up, homie? And I I shook his hand and I gave him a hug. And Juan Ramos. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of weird. Hell? Just kind of weird. But go ahead. Go ahead right, with well, your story. We had went out there with his. His father-in-law mm-hmm. and everybody had owned a piece out there. Yeah, and we're like, 
okay, what did it do now? And we're describing the motion that it was going through. Uh-huh. Everybody saw it. Then it, it backtracked. Yeah. I can't tell you if it was a mile or a quarter mile or whatever, but right. it looked like it went away from us, which made the image smaller. And then it just disappeared. It was gone. And like maybe a year or two later, I was, I was looking at UFOs on TV. Mm-hmm. And the same one that I saw, somebody was looking through a telescope and they saw it outside the universe, I mean, mm-hmm. outside of Earth. And it was the same. It looked like a rainbow. Yeah. It was just moving like a, I want to say like a jellyfish, how it had colors right. blending through. Like, it looked like that. Wow. It was just weird. And that was my encounter with, I guess you could say, a UFO. How, how, how old were you then? Let's see. How, how do you think you were? 25. 25. So when you saw this, what? How did, how did you feel? How did you feel? I mean, did you feel nervous? I mean... No, I wasn't scared. I was just, uh, I guess, not shocked. Uh, I guess, like, wow. Right. I, was, I wasn't, I was like, I wasn't sure of myself. I wasn't sure that's why I looked. And I said, did you see what I saw? And everybody else was looking at it. Right. But I wasn't scared. I wasn't, I was like surprised. I was like, am I looking? At first, I, wouldn't, I didn't know what I was looking at. Right. Until later on, they go, it's a UFO. And I was like, nah, it can't be. Because in my head, I'm set to where I look at a disc. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess there's many shapes or different ones out there. I ask that question all the time now when I do investigations, when I talk to people. Because hardly anybody asks that question. Uh, is that, how are you feeling? Because like there's, there's things that you can't document or people don't talk about. Like how they feel, what they smell. Uh, what kind of energy did they, you know, was their hair standing up? Yeah. Stuff like that. So, um, I don't know. I was just kind of curious on how you felt if that that experience made you feel a certain way. Like, you, like some people have different emotions when they see something. Like, some people get nauseated. Some people cry. Some people cry. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Some people get excited. And, yeah. I um, think I was excited. Yeah. That's, I wasn't scared. I know that. That's uh, Palestine's, like, uh, south of Athens in Tyler. Yeah, and it's on the cusp of the Davy Crockett National Forest, where there's a lot of Bigfoot sightings. What? Oh, well, of course, you know Bigfoots are right affiliated with aliens. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them, you know, a lot of people get a lot of people that talk about that get a bad rap about that. Are you serious? Yeah, they get bad raps about you know about well, bring it on people. People who talk. No, I'm, I'm talking about Bigfoot. I'm just trying to ag anybody. <laughs> My bad. Uh, researchers that talk about portals or talk about UFOs, they get they get a bad rap. You know, yeah. I, I'm kind of the, the school is that I'm I'm open to talk about anybody that wants to talk about now, stuff. So I just read a lot and yeah. I look at a lot of videos. So I'm just going by what I hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of makes sense if you look at it. You know, wherever there's a Bigfoot sighting, you would see it alien sightings. You know, a lot of people uh, correlate orbs too. With Bigfoot sightings in the areas and stuff like that, and I've always had the ideas that, you know, Bigfoots don't last forever. They don't. They don't live forever. They. They. If they're real. If they're real, they yeah. they could die, and if they die, I'm sure they have a spirit, and they they form an orb. So I mean, I always think that all the time. I said so. I mean, I think it's. What if people see a, a Bigfoot ghost and actually not a Bigfoot? How rare would that be, you know, to see a Bigfoot well, ghost and not actually see a Bigfoot? Yeah, you know? like something manifests in front of you. Yeah, and it's like it's big and scary. So to have that story that you told me where he jumped off a twelve foot cliff and you felt a thud. Yeah, I mean that's not a ghost. No, no, that was uh, that was actually in Longview too, which is a little a little north of your area. Wow. So um, 
I'm glad I didn't. And this is deep in the forest. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't encounter one. This guy, the one the one we're talking about in Longview, uh, he's a good friend of mine. And um, we've done like three episodes about him. And when he told me that story, like he was he was terrified. He was like, this terrified him. And he hadn't told anybody whenever he told me that story. And I think when I talked to him, all the times I talked to him and then we did... We did one show on it. I think it's helped him out a lot, mm. like coping with it. How think, long was he holding that story? He saw it in 97. Dude. That's... And, he, and he told me, like, I was still at USBC when he told me the story, when he first told me it. So it was like 2018, maybe 2017. He held that's it, when he told me. He, first time he told me. Okay. Like, he, he called, because he, he was servicing my, my company. And he just had overheard that I was into Bigfoot. And so he says, hey, uh, when you get a moment, I want to talk. Because like, he really, he's very professional. Yeah. He says, I, I don't want to offend you, but I just want to tell you a story that I had. And I heard you were into Bigfoot. Can we talk after hours? After, after, go ahead. I'm listening. So um, he, um, he did that. He actually called me up, and we ended up talking. And I think he he had the idea and mindset that this thing was a monster. Uh, it was a monster. There's some right here in, in the fridge ready. When yeah, that's that. So, so um, he had the he had the notion that this was a monster and it was going to kill him. And I I had to I had to tell him I had to reassure him that this thing was not going to kill him. He says, I'm not going to believe you at all. Whatever. This thing was going to, if it, it sounded could, aggressive though. Yeah, it was very aggressive. This is probably the most aggressive story I've ever, one of the most aggressive stories that I've actually investigated myself. So I've investigated a lot of stories about Bigfoot being aggressive and grabbing them, but this, I've, I've done it with a, with a group or with a lot of people. This is the first time I actually did a, a story on my own that I found and so his story was like compelling and like the thing that always kind of stuck with me the most is when he was talking about, he said this thing was huge and this thing, he had met Andre the giant. Yeah. Andre the giant, big dude. He's what, he, seven foot. Yeah. He's like seven foot 10, I think, or seven foot eight or something. That's huge. 600 pounds. So, Damn. um, he said this thing was two Andre giants. Are you serious? Yeah. He said this thing was so big that it didn't have a neck. And that, and that it moves so quickly. Like he said, he, he thought it was floating. Now they say when the, there's nothing more majestic than see a Bigfoot walk. Yeah. Because it doesn't bounce like the humans do. Right. They so, just glide while they walk. So when he told me this, he said, he says this thing was huge. But when it stepped into the woods, he said the woods swallowed it up. And I couldn't see where it was anymore. And he goes, these trees weren't fat. They weren't big. But this camouflage so well. Or? Yeah, it's just like whenever he stepped into like the briar patch or the bush, yeah. he said the wood swallowed it up. And I've never, I've heard people talk about they could, they didn't see it and run into the woods, but his explanation of it made sense to me. I said, man, that's, I don't know if that's like magical or what. Yeah, I, I don't know, say that. almost paranormal or something or supernatural or something. But he said this thing was wide, and he said just as soon as it stepped in the brush, it disappeared. Just gone. But he could see it because, like, trees were moving and yeah. bushes were moving. As he's running up this trail, going back to that trailer, everything was moving as it was moving. So, yeah. like, he was just knocking stuff over, like, almost like a truck going through a and train going. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was um, shadowing them yeah. as he was leaving. So, that is, that's scary. Yeah, I, 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 I would have moved. <laughs> yeah. I don't, 
Well, I mean, he was <laughs> he wasn't living there, but uh, he was visiting his brother in law. So oh, that's right. But anyway, we're um, we're almost on an hour. Are you serious? Yeah, we're at like fifty three minutes. Wow, didn't so, feel like it. It didn't, did it? No. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I, I I wanted to talk about Oak Cliff, but we never even got to it. <laughs> uh, well, we can. I mean, but uh, I'm more interested in sightings. Yeah, um, you know, there, there's a lot of theories out there. I'm still stuck on mine. Yeah, where uh, we're actually in the past, and we've evolved in the future as aliens. Right. But I've, then, I've always liked this theory of yours. Go ahead and go ahead and say it. it it's like uh, the only reason why the the aliens are coming back is to see the past history on how they evolved to what they are. Mm-hmm. Kind of like if we made a time machine and we went back to the Neanderthal. There's mm-hmm. different versions of Neanderthals. There's, uh, I don't know, maybe five, six, maybe more. People don't, don't get mad if I just say that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Maybe aliens. They even said aliens. They they made us. Now there's a lot of religious people that are going to get mad. I'm sorry. I'm right. just saying what I saw in the videos. Uh, there's there's is, there's a religious people where God made us, and there's uh, scientific people that say aliens made us. Mm-hmm. My theory is that uh, we've evolved from the cavemen to where we're at now, until where their studies show that it, when you do space. Uh, Space. Uh, when you go up in space mm-hmm. and you're in a, in a spaceship or whatever, your body evolves. Your lower, your lower part of your body gets small, and uh, yeah, due to lack of gravity, uh, your bones change and your upper body gets bigger. So, and it's like when people go into space, also too, because um, I'm not a scientist or nothing, but mm-hmm. but when you go into space, time doesn't exist the same as here. That's true. So that's kind of scary. It is scary. So. I, I, you know, there's another one where. Well, anyways, back to mine. Right. Uh, they've evolved to where they're at now, and they want to actually see because they're, they're, you know, whenever something dramatic happens, an mm-hmm. atomic bomb or a rocket goes into space or some some something real bad happens, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's documented in 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 their in their stuff and their archives. So they want to go back to that date, right? And they want to see how we controlled it, how we did it, why we did it, what happened. So it's actually us in the future coming back to see our own selves. Right. A lot of, a lot of, you know what? A lot of scholars and a lot of authors say that same theory. Because I, I remember you talking to me this like it years, a, was a long years time ago. ago. I think you wrote it on a napkin. I did. That's when we lived in Irving. Yeah, you wrote it on a napkin, and you you gave you gave out this theory. And I wish I still kept that napkin. Yeah. But uh, I wrote it more clear. Back yeah, then. yeah. You were because there's tons of people who's who's actually said that that they. They don't believe that they're, um, you know, visitors from another world. They think it's visitor from another, either another, another time, another time yeah. or, or another dimension yeah. or a parallel dimension or something like that. Because that stuff like that, that's that's scary, man. It's like actually us evolving into that. And I want to see how we got to where we're at right. now. Right. Or, or it's like it's like they come back. To keep us on that line to get to where they're at right yeah, now. They're guiding us. They're guiding us to make sure. Okay, let's make sure that they they're doing this or they discover this or they they stay on this path, and so it could be where we're at now. And, so. and another thing is, I'm thinking the world's going to end mm-hmm. uh, due to our mass destruction. We're we're destroying the earth, mm-hmm. and they're coming back and they're telling us, "Hey, look, we're giving you the technology to create biofuel, yeah, to create uh, fuel from the sun, right." 
to create natural resources. And what we're doing, we're creating plastic. We're fighting over oil. We're fighting over that. We're, we're yeah. destroying ourselves with uh, gas and chemicals that are going into the uh, ozone, destroying it. And they're coming back with giving us the technology, accidentally crashing, but giving us the, uh, you know, reverse engineering. Man, we're we're not going deep on this. Sorry, dude. Uh, <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine because I I uh, Oak Cliff rules. <laughs> yeah, Oak Cliff, that's our hood. 